This is The Catch-Up with Nick and Hado. Welcome to The Catch-Up. Catch-Up, Rose. Wow. Another day, isn't it? Yes. Well said. Well said. I've started. I've been thinking about this, actually, for the top of the pod. I feel like I should give out daily advice. Oh, no. Or um, no, no, maybe no. like little affirmations. Uh, let's which do a trial one. Let's do a trial one. You can run. have one or the other. Which would you prefer? An advice or affirmation? What's an affirmation? What's the real definition I of think an it's kind of. I think affirmation might be close to live, laugh, lovey stuff. So it's sort of advice-y. It's more like a mantra, something to yeah. live by, words to live by. Affirmations slash advice or... Ad- Wait, affirmations slash mantras or advice? What would you prefer? I think advice would be would good. Would you like advice? Would you yeah. like a specific genre or would you like just like my top tip? Whatever you want. Whatever, it's your thing. Whatever you want to do. Uh, my top tip for the day, Nick's advice, which will make a little stinger. Like, Nick's advice. You can make the stinger. Um, no, I reckon I'll order it. Sure. Hey, so here's my advice for today is sharpen your knife. No, that's, that's actually good advice, actually. Yeah. yeah, I was cutting tomatoes the other day. I'm like, this sucks. And then I sharpened my knife. It was heaps better. It was easy. Significantly. And it's and it not takes like hard. two seconds. Yeah. yeah. And it's easy. It takes two seconds. I uh, I bought a... Makes like your a, life easier. I bought like a, sharp, like a a whetstone, which is used for sharpening oh. knives that aren't used in the kitchen. You got like a full-on thing. Yeah, like a like a big rock that's like used for sharpening them. Mm. And I've just loved sharpening. I've just been going around sharpening everything in my house. Everything in my house now has an edge that could cut. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Well, the look, table, chairs. I'll be honest. I wasn't a big fan of Nick's advice, but you've knocked it out of the park on your first go. Thank you. So you know what? It's in. It stays. Yeah. Get the get the stinger made up, and we'll do it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Didn't expect it to go so well. Hey, uh, today on the show, Nick, we spoke to. Well, we tried to speak to some sugar babies, or yeah. some sugar daddies, or some sugar mummers. Uh, we spoke about it on yesterday's show. Uh, we spoke to our friend Marissa. Uh, Not a real name, but she is really in a situation where she could get herself some cash every week just been, for hanging out. She's been offered to be a sugar baby, getting cash just to hang out with a rich guy. Wow. Didn't do it. She has a boyfriend. She doesn't really want to do it. But we asked, you know, how common is it? We asked Central Queensland if they are sugar babies or sugar mamas or sugar daddies. Be a pretty good situation to be in. Yeah. Uh, we've got that. Plus, The Bachelor, it kicks off next week, the new season with Lockie, that bloke from Survivor. He's the new stud. Mm. The new stud that Australia's got their eyes on. And um, one thing that I forgot about is that this season of The Bachelor was one that was filmed during coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, we're still in during like, coronavirus. Well, I mean, like, the real peak in Australia, mm. like, when it was at its absolute craziest. Like, well, I, I think guess... technically we're at its craziest now. Hmm, interesting. In Victoria is really... Well, I suppose the, the full country. I'm th- sure. talking about the first half of the year when it was... Yeah, when it was just getting nuts. When it was just... Before we'd sort of... Right now, we know what we're supposed to do. Maybe we're not doing it. But this half of the first half of the year, we didn't really know. Yeah, they were still everyone was feeling it out. Yeah, and they were feeling out how they're going to run the new season of The Bachelor when everyone's supposed to be in lockdown, in coronavirus uh, isolation. Mm. So they dropped a new trailer showing what the new season's going to look like, and with everyone doing love in lockdown, it's pretty weird. It should, yeah, fairly weird. I think yeah. it'll be maybe good TV, or maybe it'll be boring. It's really going to go one way or the other. Like, I don't yeah. think there's going to be any middle ground. It's either going to be too much like, oh, I could do this with. Just someone you meet on Tinder, like mm. it's just Skype dates. Or it'll be groundbreaking TVs first. I think it's probably going to be the first one, but I guess we will see. Also, we chatted to Keith Hollywood this morning, getting all the celebrity gossip. He's just getting ruder and ruder, I've got to be honest. Yeah. Look, I understand times are tough in America right now. Like, coronavirus is just absolutely tearing them apart. Oh, yeah. Apparently, they, uh, is a very sad fact, but they lose the equivalent to how many people they lost on 9-11 every two days at the moment. Isn't that so crazy? So 3,000 every two days. Yep. 
So one and a half thousand a day. Yep. Dying. That's not getting the thing. It's no, dying. I assume not actually losing. Like we just misplaced them. No. <laughs> Where is Me- uh, Ethel? Mm. Ethel? No, but it's crazy over there. Ethel? Because like, you know, obviously 9-11, very big deal. But then <laughs> I'd say so. Uh, but now that is losing a nine eleven equivalent of people every two days, and they don't seem to care as much. You know, tell you my girlfriend Haley, she believes the nine eleven conspiracy theory. <laughs> okay, what's their what's their reasoning? Um, it's just like, it just seems plausible. And she's really like, good, what are the reason. chances of it, like a tragedy happening? Well, pretty good. That's what I thought. It's an awful thing that happened. But she's yeah. like, I think she like kind of buys into it. Mm. We don't talk about it too much because she knows it offends me. I think it's probably, to some degree, some kind of coping mechanism, right? Uh, you know what? That's actually a really nice sentiment and I won't delve into that emotion <laughs> any deeper. Yeah. You know, maybe. I hope it is. Because like, people couldn't be that evil. But then, yeah, I guess the people still died. Anyway. Here's the podcast. <laughs> All that's coming up on the pod. Get up with Nick and Hado on hit. A lot of people right now, with everything being closed, taking coronavirus as an opportunity to save some cash. Well, it's a lot easier now that you're not, you know, spending money as much as we were before. That's right. So maybe you're trying to save up, pay off a bit of the mortgage, mm-hmm. afford that trip to Bali with the kids once you can uh, start travelling internationally again. Banks across Australia are saying it's great news that people are trying to save, but stop doing this one thing because if you're trying to save cash, you're actually wasting it. Wait, so they're wasting cash by saving cash. Well, people are trying to save, right? And so like, they're hoarding like little bits of cash from everyday yeah. purchases. They're putting it away. Putting a coffee can under the sink. But you know, in an effort to stop the spread of coronavirus, a lot of people are actually wasting that money. And banks across the world have noticed this trend of people, once they get cash, because you know, cash is passed from people to people, hand to hand, everyone's touching it. Yeah, it's yuck. They want to make sure it doesn't have coronavirus on it. Yeah. Banks across the world have flagged this, that there are heaps of people who are, to kill off coronavirus, they're putting their money in the microwave and zapping it in an effort to try and kill the disease. Right. Would That that would work, though, wouldn't it? Well, it works in the sense that it does destroy everything, including the virus. <laughs> okay. But it also destroys the money? Yeah, 100. Because like, mm. our money is pretty much, it's like plastic. Right? Yeah. I thought it'd be fine in the microwave. Is well, plastic pl- fine in the microwave? I guess not. Australian banknotes? Yeah, right. So, personal experiment, go home, put a fiver in there, see what happens. That'd be worth it, just putting a $5 note in to see. You know, a lot of kids, uh, you know, they don't, you know, not every sport's back up and running it. That's a little experiment you can run with them this <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. Um, when you get home from work. But yeah, this is coming off the back of a lady uh, from Korea. Mm. She has that, I don't understand how she's managed it, but she's penny pinched about 15 grand. Well done. Congratulations to her. Or 15,000, whatever the Korean currency okay, is. Okay, so it could a, be the equivalent of like $100. Very possibly. Right. But it's a lot of notes. And she's popped it in the microwave doing the right thing because she wants to make sure there's no coronavirus on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Bank of uh, Seoul in Korea have posted the pictures of what she has uh, microwaved. Yeah. And it looks like someone has just torched the, like the absolute <laughs> crap out of her kitchen. Yeah, right. Like everything. Oh, is the just, whole kitchen? Yeah, because I guess, I guess like the... Front of it blew off or something? Oh my god! Yeah, that um, makes sense. Which is not just... a good money saver. No, kitchens are pretty expensive to remodel, aren't they? Yeah, and at fifteen thousand Korean dollars, <laughs> I don't know. You're the one telling the story. Know. I don't know how um, much. I mean, you're not penny pinching enough to fix your kitchen. No, I. I don't, I don't, I don't know how much people are saving. Instagram, Instagram's telling me everything. Nick and Haydel are on Instagram. Follow at HitCQ. Nick, mobile phone detection cameras. Being mm. rolled out all across the country at the moment, uh, more specifically in Queen, Queensland, we're, we're in a trial period. 
So uh, they've, they've rolled them out all across Queensland, just a, a few of them. Uh, they're in secret locations. They haven't announced where they're going to be that regionally and uh, in cities and stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if there are some trial uh, mobile phone detection cameras in central Queensland. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of us out here. Uh-huh. Uh, if you don't know what they are, essentially they're cameras that look into the cabin of your car and they can see whether you're on your mobile phone or not. Yeah, they've got a bit of a bird's eye view of you. Mm-hmm. Even, even if you're doing something as simple as like changing tracks if your phone's connected like through the aux cord. Like it's going to yeah. ping you for that and you shouldn't be doing that anyway. Yeah, and if the trial's a success, they're going to roll them out all across Queensland properly. Mm. $1,000 fine. Uh, if you get caught from next year, if I'm they roll them out. All for that in a major way. Like, yeah. I still see people, I drive down, like, you know, if I'm, if I'm driving from Rocky to Yapoon on Yapoon Road, I see people on their phone all the time. Mm. I saw some guy in a convertible just with the phone up to his ear the other day. <laughs> not even like, trying to hide it. You're not, you're not even hiding <laughs> it. You don't have a roof to hide it. It's it's like, just... And it's one thing to do it on the like the main roads there, but like, you know, if, if you're on Yamber Road or anywhere near schools. Oh, yeah, the schools like, road, everything. Kid, like, kids are in, like, school's back. It's like we're in the middle of a school term. Yeah. Like, people are idiots. Well, what's very annoying is that all across Australia where these cameras are more permanent, people are basically getting caught using their phones sure. and then getting off pretty much scot-free. Which is very annoying. What? what? How is that happening? I thought we are trying to crack down. Isn't there like this fines and demerits and stuff? How are they getting away with that? Well, it's sort of a bit of a loophole. So what they've done is if you're driving a car that's connected to a business yeah. uh, and you get pinged, so you get a, there's a cl- crystal clear picture of you driving whilst mm. looking at your phone or on your phone. Uh, but if it's linked to a business, the fine goes to the business. And if, they, if, you don't, if the business doesn't identify the driver then the business just pays the fine and no one loses any demerit points. Right. So if you own your own business, you pay a bit more in the fine, but basically you don't lose any points or gain any points, whatever it is. See, I'm more keen on... The fine is one thing, and I think people should be getting fined, but I'm, I want people to lose demerits. Well, I think the demerit points are the more... That's the thing that would be, like make me not do it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, you know, the fine's very, very annoying... But I think there's payment plans and stuff. Like, you can always work out how to pay off a fine. But the thing is, if you lose demerit points, you're stuffed, which is good because then you won't, you know, be on your phone. Do the thing again. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, when Queensland, they, because it's almost, you know, we're in a trial period for these yeah. cameras in Queensland, but it's almost certain that they're going to bring them in, right? Oh, I'd be shocked if they're not here. Like, you know, I drive down Yamba Road and, like, go under the bridge there. Like, I'm gu- that's, guaranteed. That's, that's like where they'd be if they're here, you know, for, for the time, trial. Right? So hopefully by 2021, they'll be all across the state, all across. Central Queensland. Hopefully, we can work out a way to close this little loophole. So the businesses are—they uh, don't have to say specifically who it was. No, I think they go. Oh, I can't tell who it is. So if I was in the hit car, like I'd have to. Like, yeah, if, if you got pinged on the hit car, or whatever, and then the fine put- got sent here. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't hit them. Wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> they would definitely be like, oh, "That was Nick Fian. They <laughs> would find him a thousand dollars to take away all his demerit points. To be completely fair, they'd probably dub me, and even if it wasn't me. <laughs> Get up with Nick and Hado on CQ's Hit. Look at this. Now crossing live to Keith Hollywood. What is it? Yes, it is that time again to chat to Keith Hollywood, our Hollywood correspondent. Morning, Keith. Is this a secure line? Yeah, what? Of course it is. Why? Heard some of you Aussies are having a second wave. I just didn't, <laughs> didn't want to catch anything. You're joking, right? Yes, obviously I'm joking, you drongo. We're well past the second wave over here. God, I'd kill for just the second wave. Oh, just an awful choice of words, Keith. Oh, shut it, mate. You're always so critical of me. You want this gossip? Yes, we do. Great. Let me get out so I can hang up and leave. I don't need the stress of you two plus what's going on here. I'm sorry, you... Kanye and Kim, they aren't having a great time right now. 
dire straits, actually, from a few reports I'm getting. They're losing a bit of money through the pandemic? They wish. Uh, Rumours I'm hearing are they're on the brink of a divorce. That's awful. I mean, you never really want to hear that about anyone, really. Uh, any reasons as to why? Apparently, they're under strain because of all the attention they get, plus Kanye's run for president, and his mental health problems aren't doing them any favours. They're on a family holiday at the moment in an effort to smooth things over, so fingers crossed for the couple. What else is going on, Keith? The Rock. You know, Dwayne Johnson, uh, Hollywood's hottest hunk at the moment. He's added a professional sporting league to his portfolio. What does that mean? He bought, like, a sports team? No, he bought the whole damn league. There's a league called the XFL over here. Uh, it's like another American football league, you know, where they wear the helmets and stuff. And he bought it for 15 milli. He's going to try and revive the sport. Wow. Is that, a, is that a good price for the league? It sounds kind of cheap. There are quite a few teams in the league, and whilst not a ton of sport is being played across the world right now, he and some of his business partners are hoping to revive the league uh, in the coming years. All righty, wrap it up for us, Keith. Well, this is huge, actually. But you know Alan from the show Alan? Yeah, of course. She's the biggest name in TV for a while now. Well, she might be set to step away from the popular daytime TV show. Why is that? Surely the show actually makes like a ton of cash. Why would you want to cancel it? It does, but her stepping down comes after heaps of people who used to work on the show have come forward and said working with her was an awful experience made even worse by her, not just everyone around her. Oh, that's huge. She always seems so nice on TV. That's what everyone thought, but a few celebs have come out and backed up the rumours, and there are even talks she could get replaced on her own show. Uh, replaced by who? You know that James Corden bloke? Doesn't he already have a show? He does, but Alan's show is way more popular and quite a step up for the late-night talk show host. I mean, maybe they'll give me his show when he leaves. <laughs> do you reckon you do well on the show? Of course I do. I'm mates with heaps of celebs. Super charming, and I'd love to get paid lots. I don't know if that's all of that is true necessarily, but um, look, let's just hope that you get the call up. Anyway, enough from me. I'll see you next week if I absolutely have to. What's on today for you, Keith? Nothing. I don't always have to be doing something crazy with a famous friend of mine. Sometimes I just like to sit back and watch Netflix with my housemate Hamo. Who's Hamo? You've just—I mean, you've just—you've never mentioned him. Well, his name's actually John, but we just call him Hamo as a bit of a nickname. Wait, is your housemate is your housemate John Ham from Mad Men? Oh, oh, yes. Okay, but please let's not go into it. He's in the other room, and it might make things a bit weird. Anyway, I'm off. Catches. I got Facebook. Facebook. Keep up with Nick and Hado on Facebook. Search Hit CQ. Thirteen, twelve, sixteen is the number. Give us a ring. If you're a sugar baby, a sugar daddy, or a sugar mama. If you're just involved in the sugar world. Now, we understand it's a bit of a big ask. It is. To be you a can sugar, remain anonymous, too. Sugar baby, sugar mama, sugar dadda. If you don't know what it is, it's uh, someone that is willing to pay for the time of someone to go on dates. Mm. It sounds very similar to other services, but it's all above board. No, it's all, it's all not that. It's like you're just hanging out with people. You just yeah. pay someone to hang out with you, go on dates with you, be seen with you. That's sort of it. It's wild. Uh, a friend of ours, Marissa, got offered um, to become a sugar baby for someone. Um, we asked her this yesterday. How many thousand dollars to just hang out or like be friends on a weekly basis? $3,000 a week. Three grand a week just to hang out with a guy. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty great. As long as you're doing it in the right uh, safe situation, I suppose, because yeah. obviously these things, these arrangements are generally made online. You want to make sure you're doing... Everything's oh, safe. Of course, of course. Uh, 100% of course. Uh, we have the phone lines didn't light up. We did get <laughs> one. Surprising. Did get one little blip uh, from someone named Kelly. We are excited to talk to her. Kelly, are you a, are you a sugar baby? Uh, no, I haven't. I mean, I would, but <laughs> <laughs> would we all? 
I haven't. Um, I've got a friend called Chantelle and she lives in Sydney. So she lives in um, this place called Vaucluse in Sydney, which is one of the like fancy places. It's like really okay. expensive. It's near the harbour. Yeah, right. sure. And um, she's been a sugar baby like quite a few times. Really? Oh, for, for numerous people over. How old is she? What sort of ballpark? She's only 24. Mm. Like, yeah, about 24, something like that. Um, and she's, I know that, like, I know of three or four of them, but weirdly enough, she doesn't get them, um, they don't, like, give her money. They give her gifts. Oh, they give her gifts instead of, instead of cash. Yeah. What sort of gifts yeah. are we talking about? Like designer bags, like Gucci bags, which are worth, like, a couple grand, um, Cartier wow. bracelets, which are worth heaps of money. And so, yeah, she gets, like, gifts from them just kind of sporadically. Um, and I think that she likes must sell them or something to um. <laughs> yeah, of course. You, have, yeah, you can never do. Yeah, I mean, how long are you going to hang on to like ten Cartier bracelets for? Tell us, Cal, your <laughs> friend Chantel, is she? What is she doing in return for the gifts? Um. Well, she hasn't told us like was where her friends. She, I mean, she says that she just like goes out for dinner and goes to like events and stuff with them. I mean, this is pre-COVID. Yeah, of course. I don't know if there are other things involved. She hasn't told us. Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe it's sort of like we give you the gifts for the time, whatever happens on the clock. Maybe. (laughs) Interesting, right. So how long do you think she's been doing this for? She's been doing it for years. So she is like... um, Does she have a job on the side as well? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, she's a Pilates and yoga instructor, so she's like stunning and has a great bod. Um, yeah. and I'm sure so that doesn't weigh into the decision to sugar baby at all. <laughs> oh, oh, it probably does. Um, yeah. But I don't think she could uh, afford where she is without on it. her regular wage. Yeah, without selling those Gucci bags. Without some sugar. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It's also it? interesting to think that COVID has probably heavily affected the sugar daddy sugar, well, can't go sugar out. baby market. Yeah. Poor thing. Is she doing all right at the moment? <laughs> I haven't checked in on her in a while. I probably yeah. Be worth. Reach out to your friends who are sugar babies right now. Yeah. They're suffering more than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, Kelly. Thanks, guys. Get up with Nick and Hado on CQ's Hit. The Bachelor is back on our screens next week, and every season they like to say, oh, it's going to be different this year. Yeah, we're mixing it up. Changing things up. And it generally is almost always the same, Yeah, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was watching the trailer for next uh, for next season. It's coming out next week on the twelfth, so I think that's next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the trailer, Osher drops this bombshell: We have to stop production. Oh. We can't keep everybody safe. You're going to have to say goodbye to all of them tonight. They have to stop production. He has to say goodbye to all of them. Which is something I forgot about. But obviously, when they were filming, that's when coronavirus was at its at its most crazy. Yeah. It's when it was just absolutely ripping the country apart. So they had to tear things down. But the show was already halfway through in the world of The Bachelor. Lockie, who's that guy from Survivor like a year or two ago. Yeah. He's the new Bachelor. He's already fallen in love with some of the girls. They've got to keep going. Oh, okay. Sure. So they have obviously got to keep going on dates like they do in the normal show. But just socially distanced? A socially distanced love in lockdown is what they're calling it. Oh, that's kind of nice. Let me tell you, these dates are the polar opposite. Of what uh, the normal bachelor dates are like. Well, don't a lot of them do like mud wrestling and everyone's always touching each other a lot? There's like, there's all sorts of things that are supposed to get up and 
close and cuddly with the other yeah, person. You're doing like the the pottery wheel, like from Ghost, you know? Yeah, mm. there's like extreme sports. There's we're jumping in this, jumping out of that. Usually ends with some wine and cheese on a beach or yeah. in like a little garden. So what are they doing now? Just wearing face masks and staying 1.5 meters away from each other? A lot of hand sanitizer or? No, they're doing something that a lot of people have done throughout lockdown and they are having Zoom dates. <laughs> Oh, no. So they just jump it on their webcams on their laptops. and just doing a video call. Yeah. And i got to tell you, it looks a bit, it looks a bit crap. Yeah, of course <laughs> it does. Like, so the first, the first date, there's like a group date, and they're all just sitting around in onesies. Oh. And that's just, I guess, the episode? I don't know. And they're just sitting there, and Lockie's, uh, you know, he's sitting on the couch, and he's like, top part of the onesie is a little bit undone, oh, so you can see his is. chest. Bit Ooh. of chest hair peeking through. Ooh. All right. And everyone else, all the girls are in their onesies. And they're all in the individual houses, I guess. Or? Yeah, and my personal favourite, though, in one of the one-on-one dates, Hater, uh, things get a bit raunchy. They're, it's a sort of so it's just the two of them, Lockie and one of the girls. Yeah, and they're both in the bath, like their own separate bathtubs. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah, they're both oh, they're both sitting just in the like in sort of cold bathtubs because obviously the the date would go for a while normally. Yeah, and obviously filming things get drawn out. So you know by the end of that date, they're sitting in cold bath water. Well, first dates are awkward, and especially dates on The Bachelor, a lot of them are awkward anyway. And especially on Zoom, it's going to be a whole bit of like, oh, what'd you say? Uh, I know you go, you go. I know I'll go, you go. And then, but the good news is love and lockdown does end. They start going on regular dates when the restrictions get lifted. Ah, fine. And according to the trailers, Lockie does make up for lost time. What's and he do? The, the last half of the trailer, which you should all check out, by the way, yeah. uh, it's online now, um, is just Lockie making out ferociously for about a minute with everyone. <laughs> Get up with Nick and Hado on CQ's Hit. Yes, what happens next? Nick, it is everyone's favourite game. I give you half a news story and you have two. Yes, what happens next? I'll guess the back end of it, all right? Mm-hmm. See if I can predict what happens. Uh, we are taking a trip to Vermont this week over in the United States. Where's that in America? It's sort of on the east side. It's not like on the coast. It's sort of nearish to New York. It's not that close. On the right side. Very yeah. good. Yeah, around there. Um, a man named Joe Marzalakowski, was, he's a farmer out mm. in Vermont, uh, just farming his soy fields, and he found something that had fallen out of the sky. All right. Nick. Guess what happens next? What did he find? Did he find himself a prosthetic leg that a skydiver had dropped? Mm. Did he find a Atlantic salmon? That a superstorm had picked up. Yep. Or did he find a fully intact toilet from a private jet? Nick, one of those things is true. Guess what happens next? Interesting. I don't think it's prosthetic leg. Okay. Because I feel like if you're a skydiver, if you're someone that has a prosthetic limb, I feel like they're strapped in pretty well. You'd probably do some extra strapping as well, wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm. You would hope so. Uh, I don't. I feel like you're going to know if a toilet falls out of the sky. I feel like if you're the plane, you would flag that with someone. Yeah. Um, if you're just like a private jet, like they don't just fall out. Unless it was a plane crash. There's no mm. other no other, no other evidence of a no, plane crash. Just a fully intact lavatory from that, a private jet. Oh, that leaves me with salmon. Atlantic salmon. Mm. What's the ocean that's on the right side of America? It is the Atlantic Ocean. Okay, cool. It's about 300 k's from the Atlantic Ocean, though, which mm. is very far. Now, I'm assuming it was dead, the salmon. Ah, uh, yes. It was very dead. I feel like it's not worth flagging if it's a if there's a dead fish in your field. 
Um, <laughs> I'm now I'm back to prosthetic limb. <laughs> oh, how interesting, Nick! I'm going to need I'm you gonna to go, watch something. I'm going to go in. prosthetic limb. You reckon prosthetic limb fell out of the sky? I reckon it's for someone's leg. Well yes. done, Nick. Yes, uh, a man. Uh, he was a double amputee. His name was Chris Marcus Ma- of Hyde Park. He uh, was sure. skydiving. One of his legs, prosthetic legs, fell off. He didn't even notice till he landed. And he went, <laughs> "Oh!" So he uh, put the word out. Said, "Hey, if anyone finds a leg, uh, let me know." And uh, old old mate Joe was like, "Yeah, I found a leg. Here you go." And they reunited him together. Pretty good, isn't that nice? That's how we do. Guess what happens next? That was the Nick and Hato catch up. Listen live weekdays from six a.m. on Hits.